There seems to be an assumption that Catholics or Christian in one place is similar or the same to Catholics elsewhere. For instance, Catholics in America do what Catholics in the Philippines do. Or do they? Let's explore that in today's episode and what immigration has got to do with it. Are Filipinos truly bilingual? We use the same language at home, but speak in love languages foreign to each other, together but separated. Kamusta? I'm Rowan, licensed psychotherapist mom, immigrant twice, first-generation Pinay raising my mixed Filipino-American children in America. I found that after visiting 500 Filipino homes, I continued to be a student of the culture. In this podcast, we would be seatmates in this beautiful cultural classroom. And by the way, did I tell you I need my kaping barako straight from Batangas before each class? If you're interested in learning the deep intricacies of the Filipino culture, especially as it merged with American culture, talks about trauma-informed care, and deepening your Filipino relationships across generations, which includes my fave topic, Pinoy Love Languages, you're in the right place. This episode is brought to you by the Love Mapping Course for Couples. This interactive course is made for just couples so that first you can learn about your own love preferences, what I call love styles, then your partner, and then mapping out your relationship based on the unique ways you both prefer to be loved. Check out the show notes for the link. Kamusta everyone? This is Rowan. Magandang umaga, magandang hapon, o magandang gabi kung nasaan panig man kayo ng mundo. So whatever part of the world you may be in, how are you? Welcome to the Pinoy Love Language Podcast. Now, this might be a controversial topic and I want to say at the outset that I am not an expert when it comes to the differentiation with Protestants and Catholics and Christians. So in today's episode, since most of the religious groups in the Philippines, a lot of them fall under the Catholic, I would just talk about in general Catholics and Christians, and I know there's a, a difference. You know, I grew up in a Catholic setting as far as the school, and within that school, because many of the schools in the Philippines are Catholic based, I do have a lot of friends I grew up with who l- deem themselves as Christian. So, in many ways, when it comes to the religiosity part, I may have some expertise about Catholicism, because from nursery through college i had some sort of catechism but i do not propose that i know the differentiation okay enough with that i'm talking more about the cultural difference that's the piece that i probably have more information about so when i came to america i became introduced to the term Catholic guilt. Are you familiar with this? Now, it's not that I've never heard of this concept before, but it's not often that Filipinos in the motherland would use this terminology. Now, because of social media, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more usage of that language. The caveat with social media, it has a cultural 
it interspheres culture, even though the context is entirely different. And let me give you an example before <laughs> I lose you. You know, someone might talk about a lake in, I don't know, New Zealand, right? And a lake in the Philippines. They might be describing the lake because a lake is a lake. But they may forget that the lake in New Zealand might be a lake that's so different because it's colder there, you know, the animals might be different. And in the tropical island of the Philippines, certainly there are similarities with the description of the lake, but its context is entirely different. I guess a few other caveat about myself. I mentioned I'm not an expert in the Bible. I love history. I study history, but I'm not a historian. I have maybe mentioned before that my background is in psychology, in trauma, and in anthropology. I study that a lot, and actually I'm working on a thesis on cultural anthropology. Let's circle back prior to colonial times, so the pre-colonial times. What we know for now, because history is that way, what we know for now is that the inhabitants of the Philippines at that time worshipping nature, animals, so they call it animism. I talk a lot about pakiramdam, which is sensing. In many ways, that is an ancestral, ritualistic religion, if you will. And I just use that loosely of the pre-colonial inhabitants of our motherland, in which they sense nature they listen they feel they touch now when the colonists came and saw the island they, they thought the, these things were not forward thinking they were barbaric and they ought to be taught how to be civilized if you will that's the perception of the colonists even though they have uh, uh, charted how we have really a organized type of government and they were describing how our jewelries, our craftsmanship has been honed. How that's honed? Well, because we are close to nature, our raw materials, and also even before the colonists, we have had many group of people visiting us. So not only are we doing trade as far as products, but also trading with skills. Now, I am saying that pre-colonial times, why that's important to understand is that the worshipping of listening to nature, even superstitions and, and rituals and chanting and drumming, that's really part of being a Filipino and also among many indigenous cultures and tribes. When the Spaniards uh, came, uh, they tried to abolish that. But here's the thing about many ancestral practices. The colonists saw them like weeds. You pull out the weed and you're hoping that it will never return again. It's a nuance. It's, it has no use. But in reality, it's really not a weed. And no matter how you cover it, the seed, this beautiful seed that has been cultivated hundreds of years or beyond that, it has its roots already deeply settled in the ground. And so even if you cover it, thinking it's just weeds or you pull it, it starts to still sprout. And 
I introduced to you, and you might be familiar with the term folk Christianity. In the Philippines, sometimes the Christians and the Catholics, they kind of mingle together, although sometimes the Christian term themselves as also born again. But they're very different from the Catholics and the Christians that I observe here in America. Let me just go back to that thought where it's like this beautiful seed that's still sprouting, that despite the years of colonization, you could not stop the seed from sprouting. It might look different because the colonists planted different plants and they think that that's the best plant for this ground. But around it, slowly, continues to sprout the indigenous beliefs and rituals that come from our indigenous, from our ancestral practices. And I so appreciate this term folk Christianity because despite of being colonized, it speaks really about this seed that's been firmly planted in the ground for many years before our colonization and it speaks about the resiliency of the filipino psyche and spirit now when i come back i'll talk more about the difference that i find between filipino christian catholic worshiping in the philippines versus the filipinos in america stay tuned jen kalang If you have a question, a suggestion for a topic for this Filipina therapist, anything around Filipino culture, nuances, relationships, Pinoy love languages, and our mental health, go ahead and leave that at info at calamansijuice.com. Don't worry. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for still being here. I appreciate you. Now, let's uh, talk about the difference that I have observed. I want to emphasize that I have observed. I will be curious if you have observed the same thing, if you were born and raised in the motherland. I'm just going to talk about three because there's so much more than we can cover in this one uh, podcast episode. Now, the first one that I notice um, is that in the Philippines, when I go to church, there are transgender, also they are sometimes called cross-dressers, colloquially bakla or tomboy, and they just go to church with you. They sit beside you, and it's really not an issue. I've never seen it as an issue. Now, in America, what was interesting for me is you don't see the LGBTQ mixing with just the parishioners, if you will. They, they'll have to go to a church-specific open. Now, these days, thankfully, uh, especially where uh, in my area, some of the churches now have a flag outside. So that's really a progress to uh, show the LGBTQI group that, yes, you're welcome here. It's a safe place. But you see, that too is a difference. We didn't have to put any flags in the churches to let everybody know the lgbtq that you're welcome here is is just the way it is there's more acceptance as far as that part so that's first now 
second one is this. Teachings of the priests are not, and I'll just use this word, and you fit a word that works for you. They're not dogmatic, meaning they are not studying the scripture of the Bible to a T. And they focus on how Filipinos will apply the scriptures. Often, when you hear a, a priest, they're like really teachers because they are. They would even use acronym. Sometimes they would have the parishioners repeat the acronym. So they're really actively teaching. But if you ask a Filipino like me, <laughs> if I've gone to school, nursery, to college even, what is the scripture that says this? I, I, I wouldn't know. And that's very common back in the philippines they're not dogmatic they just know basically don't do to others what you don't want others to do unto you and if you ask them about scripture they wouldn't be able to tell you in general okay i'm talking about collectively now the born again christians are more of an expert when it comes to that but like i said today i am just gonna put everyone in one basket the last difference that i'm able to fit in this podcast episode is that priests and nuns are social change makers now i've been to at least a couple of huge protests back in the motherland in which you would see activists priests and nuns now even in the late spanish colonial period during that time catholic orders and friars were spaniards were the wealthiest and the native priests, the Filipino priests, were trying to get more control of the Filipino parishes. And there was a, a backlash with that. Also, Catholic priests were among the revolutionary figures that inspired the nationalist efforts. If you're familiar with Gambursa, which is Jose Burgos, Mariano Gomez, and Jacinto Zamora. So the Katipunan code word Gambursa was uh, from those three Catholic Filipino priests. The church was also instrumental to the People Power Revolution in 1986. And you probably have seen some pictures of like priests and nuns, you know, holding kapit bisig, holding arms together and really protesting. About 5,000 priests, they said in 1981, priests and nuns protested in the streets of Cebu City. You know, they are really outraged by the fraudulent election that led to another term for Marcos. So this was during the martial law. So they were really instrumental in the people power revolution. These are just three things that I have observed, but I share them to give you just a general feel of the difference. And one difference is that it is less dogmatic and i think our ancestral practice of still listening to nature sensing each other i talk a lot about this pakiramdam it is actually a gift even though it causes the most tension in filipino families not only in america but in diaspora because in general the western culture values seeing articulation linearity in our communication but the ancestral tradition 
of many tribes, but since I'm talking about the Filipino culture, is in listening. Almost like if you watch Moana, the way she was, you know, measuring the stars so she can get direction or feeling the water. That animism is still within us. It's our instinct. It's our ancestral lineage. I see that as our buffer from you know the many many years of being colonized in many ways we could not be colonized completely and so it's funny because you might have someone who's very catholic or christian but then they read their zodiac sign or the readings they have in the newspaper used to be every day or new year they put coins by their window so they can attract energy that's really not the catholic teaching but that's coming from our ancestral lineage and also a mixture of other culture that have uh, visited the philippines even before the spaniard colonization the arabs the chinese the malay and many more i guess what i'm sharing is that's our saving grace that's what's different that's what's distinct and even though now we have more control of women in general in america with the roe versus wade in the philippines i don't see because of our catholic religiosity we're still under that umbrella that law would ever be passed around abortion but what's interesting if you go in capo church for instance maybe they don't have it anymore but they're still somewhere close to the outskirts of Kiapo church where people will sell things to other women if for instance they don't want to proceed with their pregnancy now i do not propose that's a place you need to choose or not that would be your own choice that is pro-choice rather than being pro whatever so it's believing that women are have an innate wisdom so we we have that in the culture it's less dogmatic now when we come to america the immigration process is that you have left that resource your friends from church or family it would seem that when you go to church it's the same god same type of worshiping same principle even though it's not but here's the thing when you're an immigrant you long for that type of connection so wherever you may get that especially in the comfort of religion who would not want to take that you know if you're an immigrant you're lonely even if you have all your family with you you kind of want that outlet especially when you're praying to the same god that's really a, a comfort you know, I, I like any type of meditation, chanting, prayer for some people, whatever you call it. If it connects you to yourself, to your source, and if you call your source, whatever name, it's a string to humanity. The problem maybe is that later on, you'll find that the God that you're worshiping is not such a merciful God it's because you find that when people are punitive when people think 
everyone's an enemy. The question is, what type of God are they worshiping? Now, for the Filipino immigrant, I think, in general, when I say dogmatic, the God that we worship is more merciful. Now, when you're not aware of the difference, and how would you be aware? Suddenly, you're transforming your God to the God that you're following, the new group. This is not to say that all gods are this way. In America, of course not. There is really no absolute in the world. And so if I talk about Catholic guilt, so that too is not an absolute. Are there Catholics in the Philippines who feel the Catholic guilt? For sure. And I always just share the collective experience. Now, I think... The caveat is that maybe in the Philippines, people are very aware of this guilt. I'm sure it exists, but here's the thing about guilt. We feel less guilty when there's more people guilty, <laughs> if that makes sense, right? If you scold your dog, you should not have done this, like, you know, if the dog piece in your carpet. But if there are other dogs, like a bunch of them, when you think about that, they might feel less guilty. So that could be the human phenomena happening there if guilt do exist. And I'm sure they do. So what I want to recap is there is a difference with religion. And I'm sure this is a cross-culture. The religion, let's say, Catholic in Ethiopia, because that would really interspere with the culture there, the environment, the type of government, the language even. The culture, the religion in the, the Philippines is different in America. I talk about the three differences that I have really observed and also how our ancestral practice, that has not truly died despite of many years of colonization. And the very thing that um, upsets a lot of our Philippinex family, not being able to read, them sensing, that actually is also a gift. It could be a curse, really, especially when we are in a culture where Say what you mean and mean what you say. Hopefully, you're meaning what you're saying. But it's hard to translate. And I don't want you to take away that one is better than the other. It, we're evolving. What's best is we live in harmony that if you're very linear, you're learning about the other person. And if you're basically very deep in sensing and you're not using articulation of your emotion knowing that it's very difficult for the other person to discern then it might be kind to learn how to use your language more you see so every dynamics every person is different and finally i talked about how you picture your god is your god a merciful god is your god punitive god that's how you would be in the world and so I was just sharing how that's different and how the Filipino also evolve into thinking it might be the same God, but it's not. Also, one thing that I observe is because in the Philippines, it's very homogenous. Everybody's Catholic or Christian. You don't really have to say it's the best religion. But here, because there's so many different groups, People want to assert, yeah, you know, I think that's human nature. This is the best tribe. And so when people have to do that, they also become sometimes extreme with their 
belief system. So be soft, but be firm in your belief, whether it's religion or whatever else. And most importantly, know the most helpful part for me to have compassion for others is to understand that people are coming from different tribes. Their culture is different, even though they just came from a different state. Their background is different. So that I may gain some compassion that the rearing, even the way they see God, is different. And so may you have the eyes for kindness and compassion and with that maraming salamat po for listening and uh, don't forget to leave me a voicemail you can actually leave a voicemail by looking at the show notes and you'll see a wording there leave a voicemail i'll be so happy to hear your message thank you so much at sa ulitin 